when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Right now, I've just got a feeling that tonight's one show is going to be that extra bit funny. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Game of Thrones The Walking Dead Westworld No, that's the West Wing West, Westworld There have been many podcasts which seek to analyse the complexities the depth, the plot lines the hidden story arcs the beauty of these productions. Quite simply, the world doesn't need another one, which is why we're applying that level of discussion to the bottom of the televisual barrel and scraping it with a weekly celebration of The One Show. Welcome to The One Show, the 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 One Show show, where we analyse the last five days of the lightweight early evening broadcast equivalent of a bland screensaver as though it mattered. It's a curious notion because whereas most TV podcasts are for the fans, we're presuming that you've barely seen it, and when you have, like us, you can't quite believe it's happening. I am a man called the name of John Holmes, and also where most podcasts are just, I don't know, what are they, streams of two or three people wittering on and rambling about something? Well, so is this one. And you're probably thinking, why would I want to hear somebody discussing The One Show, for Christ's sake? I mean, I could be listening to my dad wrote a porno or Adam Buxton. Well, yes, you know, because once you see The One Show, once, perhaps from the corner of your eye by accident, you realise it's like driving past a car crash. It's horrible, but there's some kind of awful fascination as to how bad it is. And this is where we explore that fascination. And if the podcast is a car crash... That's why. Joining me in the fast lane of critical thinking today, then, and entering the studio like just like the guests do on The One Show, i.e. from backstage and to scant applause from the crew, are the journalist and all-round Julia Rayside, Julia Rayside, and writer, broadcaster and man, Mark Haynes. It's always um, welcome, by the way, to the unthinking man or woman's pebble mill at one. No. This, is, this is what this is. It's that beginning, that where they introduce the guest thing, mm. which I, I like, you know, this is why we're doing it. it. It's a bit, it's almost insulting to the guests, isn't it? <laughs> Very the, much the so. The first one I watched this week was Keith Lemon mm-hmm. and Paddy McGuinness. 
So a fictional man <laughs> and, <laughs> and Keith Lemon. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Thank you very much. And we're off. Wow, but, first joke. But in it, the bag. But it, well, you, I mean, that's quite insulting to what I just wrote. But, yeah, but, <laughs> but it is, so it was like, it was like and, and here's a really mix of, mix of worlds. And mm. then the first thing that, on the one I watched, was Paddy McGuinness taking a camera in a zany way mm. from a cameraman the one show and turning it on himself then it took a while for the vision mixer to program that camera in to show the cameraman awkward live moment And but I admired that they, they knowing cameraman as well that cameraman was furious <laughs> the smile was, was a fixed one does McGuinness understand how much broadcast quality cameras cost yeah. and does he also no. understand you have to have a lot of like goodwill in the bank like Emu did before you start fucking about <laughs> with what, what McGuinness should have done was shoved his fist up the arse of the cameraman <laughs> Right up to the elbow and I, worked him like a fake bird. Can I you have, stop doing the actions, please? <laughs> I have worked with Paddy McGuinness before and he is a genuine surprise in that he is one of the nicest blokes you'll Aww. ever meet. Really? He's absolutely delightful. Keith Lemon is a <laughs> In fairness, I've also worked with Keith Lemon. He's and a fictional I, character. It's I fine, found him delightful. It? It's a bizarre thing. Weirdly, people like you, know, like you who, who I know well, I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> For those first listening to this, and, and everyone that is, because we haven't done it before, we've decided to do this as a kind of, and we should caveat this, I suppose, with, with I get a bit, I listen to a lot of fan shows, I guess, Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. I mean, Julie, yeah. you do Guardian TV criticism. You I also do a Howard's Way podcast, th- just saying that. And yeah. you also do a Howard's Way podcast. Which is admirable for many reasons. <laughs> and I'm worried about this because this is another one of those. I'm just throwing this onto the pile of podcasts. That's fine. And it's also niche, isn't it? Uh, but more because at least at least Howard's Way has fans. <laughs> I think you can analyse anything. It doesn't doesn't have to be a fan based scenario. You can just analyse whatever you like. I, I like it more because I think nobody talks about the one show. Everybody knows what the one show is. Yeah. People have seen the one show. And nobody ever talks about it. That is also... I like mean, chlamydia. You... <laughs> We've all seen chlamydia. Yeah. It, it's just bizarre. I think what you're doing, actually, is a very valuable public service. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Thank you very much. Yeah. I think so. I mean, if only it was funded by the licence fee. <laughs> I can imagine a large part of the proportion of the audience listening will be people who work on the one show because they're going we've been doing it for all this time no one ever talks about it if you put it into Twitter nobody is saying anything about it and now there is a podcast about it they must be listening and they must be nervous here's my goal right Mm. because the the one show has 44,000 Twitter followers okay which is not a lot for a flagship primetime primetime show that's going out every single day. I yeah. also found it quite hard to find on iPlayer. Doesn't that just suggest an older audience, though? Don't you think? Not as many I think twi- it Twitter yeah. 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 I, I couldn't find it on iPlayer. You, you click on the front page and it's on every day and it's not on the front page. Well, of it's the not iPlayer. a highlight, is it? <laughs> <laughs> but if you go to the BBC One, where they, they have all the programmes on BBC One, it's not there either. You no. have to go to the A to Z. Right. They don't expect you to want to watch old episodes to catch of the up one show. On the one it's you like missed, the television yeah. equivalent of burying bad news. <laughs> <laughs> My goal is this, right? Yeah. The only reason I am even considering doing this is to try and get our new social media page, which is called. It's called. Now I set this up for you. John, I know. And <laughs> what you'll find is the hilarious title: the the one show show. <laughs> is too long for Twitter. Oh, no. 
<laughs> so I believe it's called The One Show Show. That's not the name of this podcast, but that's the best we could do. It's fine. But I want it to get to... 44,001 followers. <laughs> then, just we'll, to then we'll stop. It, then it's gone. Just to tip it over the edge. Yeah. Well, look, the, the, the premise is, of course, as I say, the idea is to an- analyse the one show with the same reverence mm. that, that fans like The Walking Dead and, and all the why and all these programmes that have changed the face of television in mm. many ways, haven't they? They're people discussing it in the way they can. Uh, the one show literally doesn't deserve any of it. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> nothing. It's but... appeared on the face of television. Exactly. Like chlamydia. Does that appear on your face? I don't know. <laughs> I think you're thinking of herpes. Oh, yes. Sorry. It's sorry, televisual yeah. herpes, it's which is on the face of your face, Neither but it's these. also the bottom of the barrel. It's like, it's both ends of, it's got, it is herpes because it's the face of television, but it's also the, Again, the sick genital I'll reiterate, of television. The one, the one group of people who are listening to this, the people who work there, don't alienate great. the audience this early on. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Julia Rayside, now, you watch a lot of television and that's part of your job. I mean, do you watch it anyway? Did you watch it especially for this? I have to admit, I did watch it when it started and just, I'm not, I'm no longer around sort of in front of the TV when it's on. I kind of, I just, I'm doing other things. So, no, it had been a bit of a hiatus. I, I had a break from it. but So I watched it specifically for the purposes of this very serious discussion. So what did you make of what you saw? Well, I mean, it was a mixed bag. I mean, it did, it's, it, the pendulum swung from the Rivers of Blood speech, domestic abuse at one point, to some, a man who made very small food. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I found it, I, I held on tightly, but I found it hard to hold on. It's worth saying that. as well, that is just a single episode. <laughs> I know, right? I know. That's this not is even over the minutes. course of a week. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. that sounds like it's the course of since it started. <laughs> <laughs> but it isn't. It was, and that's it was what we love about it, though. That's that's what I love. I love the. I mean, we we sound like we're sort of going. It's awful. It isn't awful. No, it's like a work of art. When it when it's good, it does a job that no other show on TV does. It's not good all the time <laughs> because of the nature of being on every single night. Yeah. But when it's good, like for example, when Anita Rani was talking and putting a historical context on the Rivers of Blood speech. It's actually a really good show. Yeah. When I they agree. cut after that to a man making a <laughs> tiny pitta, or, I mean, it really is some of the worst television you've ever seen. Well, ever. that brings us to, because we're going to theme this up a bit. I think that's the way to go with, because it, it, the way the one show is constructed is in those bite sized bits yeah. that don't match. It's like putting a jigsaw together mm. where the bits don't go. But it brings us neatly to feature one, which is Handbrake Turn of the Week. Oh. Okay, we know the one show can flip to a flop without any <laughs> effort, effort or embarrassment or thought. <laughs> we admire it for doing that. So uh, I'm going to ask you first, Mark Haynes, your handbrake turn of the week. I've written it down exactly. This was a, a two-hander between Adil Ray, the actor who was standing in for Matt Baker, and Alex Jones. And the line was, and playing us out tonight... We're delighted to say it's the Manic Street Preachers! (laughs) Now, next week marks the 50th anniversary of Enoch Powell's notorious Rivers of Blood speech. We're delighted to say it's the Manic Street Preachers! week marks the 50th anniversary of Enoch Powell's notorious Rivers of Blood speech, in which he used the most inflammatory... They were still <laughs> applauding the Manic Street Preachers oh 
Oh, By the time Alex Jones had said the words Enoch Powell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like, it's like when, and I've, you know when you go, uh, listeners, you get when you go to an awards ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> not you to one show, people. <laughs> oh, sure, come on. I'm not sure that's ever happened. <laughs> but, but when you go, and uh, you watch it on television for heaven's sake, well, you know, and, and they go, they go, and the award for the best coverage of the Grenfell Tower disaster <laughs> goes to Channel 4. And they go, hey, Grenfell! 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 And he's like, oh my God, you're applauding a disaster. You've got an award for people's deaths. Being a member of the One Show crew must be like being in the First World War, where you don't know what to do at any given moment. You're applauding, and then there's an absolute tragedy happening on the, on the studio as you're doing it. You can see when they, when they turn the camera on there's occasionally like a rabble and you can just see the fear in their eyes like I'm not sure I'm not sure yeah clap clap no stop clapping stop clapping they're just all terrified Julia what's your uh, what was your handbrake turn of the week uh, there was a, a report a really oddly weighted report on something called life logging this is on um, Tuesday's episode kind of like some nice stories about you know some guy who'd taken a picture of his daughter every day just to see her growing and then right at the end there was an absolutely horrific kind of add-on story about a woman who'd suffered domestic abuse and used the life logging thing to photograph her own face after she was horribly attacked and it was just you know that the end of the report was kind of very somber and then Angelica Bell who was standing in for um, Alex Jones uh, that day just cut straight to Davina McCall on the sofa going Davina your new series is all about and then Davina just like with her eyes went stop you do not give this to me <laughs> to bring round like not doing it you can like threw the ball back to her <laughs> just with her eyes and she went yeah it, it was quite moving wasn't it anyway Davina your series is about it's like oh, just, love, she did not I have love, the chops do you know what you've hit on something brilliant there I love the way they try and involve the guests in everything mm, yeah. even though the guests have the most tenuous there was a thing on Wednesday show where the actress Nicola Walker who used to be in Spooks I love she's her. about to I love her she's about to be in a new uh, thing called The Split and so obviously she plug in that the first thing they did on that show was it was outside on the forecourt because yes they either end or start you know, on the forecourt where there's stuff and it was the Commonwealth women's netball team yeah and so what they've done is they go, we've got guests. We've got Nicola Walker from Spooks and the thing. And we've got Professor Brian Cox promoting his talk. And obviously someone's got the job of, of telling Nicola Walker, the actress, uh, and Brian Cox that they have to join in. And to join in, they've got to put a netball through a net. Oh. Right. right, Like the comic on live television in front of the thing, <laughs> right, for a start. Yeah, Nicola Walker nailed it. Brian Cox, not so much. Anyway, then they go inside. Nicola Walker, with this sort of handbrake turn, they went, the success of the netball team, absolutely brilliant. Everyone's very, very proud. Uh, Coda Liner on later. They've sold one million copies of their album and they've got their new single. Now, Toys R Us has failed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what? Hey, what? And and it was like, success, 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 right? And and the bit I'm getting to, so then they showed a film about Toys R Us failing, which we can talk about in a minute. But then they came off the back of it, which is your point, Julia, where, and they just went, Nicola, have you ever been to a Toys R Us? But they always do this. They hijack the celebrities what? every time. And it, you always get the same response. Usually it's like a Hollywood star who's asked to talk about, you know, lollipop lays, and they just go, what? <laughs> like, I'm not even going to pretend to know what this is. What, what's I, I, happening to me? I got slightly obsessed about that netball section because what they have there is they have a, a really good one-show trope happen. So Angelica Bell asks a question that sounds like it's quite hard-hitting, 
but is actually incredibly fluffy. So she said to the netball team, you won the gold medal last week. The nation is behind you, but is your victory going to do anything for netball? This is Frost Nixon. <laughs> but she did this to she did this to in the in the second episode I watched. There was um Scott. He was literally announced in his VT as Scotland's richest man. It's like a philanthropist. He was on, and they showed a really it was actually genuinely tedious uh, VT about satisfaction surveys you have to fill in after that work. That was the worst thing out of all it the episodes the I watched. That thing, was the worst thing genuinely. I think I've ever seen on television. Yeah, and um and they cut to the end of that VT back to her, and she just turned to him and went, "So what do you think, Tom?" He was like. I wasn't watching it. <laughs> but just again, with his eyes, the eyes on the one show are just like yeah. a sport in themselves. But you don't get the impression, do you, that any of the guests watch the VT at no. all? Because no. there's always something. When the Max and Pad, not Max and Paddy, was it the Keith the Lemon Keith and, and Paddy, Paddy. Yeah. segment was on, right? They'd given them, for no good reason really, a buffet. <laughs> and, they, and they spent the first few minutes just eating pork pies. And, and you saw going. And they're not watching the VT no. about the homeless and, man. And you know television. Television, when the VTs are on, that's when everyone starts running in. They exactly. start moving things. They start putting you in. Because when you they start chatting the buffet gone, you're absolutely yeah. right. And everyone's chatting. The last thing you're going to be watching is a made-for-TV package where Scotland's <laughs> richest man does a talk to a load of business students <laughs> at a university you've never heard of. He seemed like a really nice guy, actually. He was so cool. He's he was lovely. Tom Hunter. But it was and really weird, though, just how he was described as Scotland's richest man while he was wearing tartan trousers and hugging someone. <laughs> yeah, Scotland's richest man, which makes him probably Great Britain's two thousand forty-eight. Careful now, richest man. Careful now. He also had he'd set up a big foundation in his own name. It was going towards education and business entrepreneurship only in Scotland, which I think is racist. <laughs> and uh, he 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 mentioned in his thing that when he he basically he'd set up a, a sports shoe company and he'd sold it in nineteen ninety eight for a quarter of a billion pounds. So he had a huge amount of money and he felt there was a a real sort of weight on him to do the right thing with that money. And one of the right things he felt that he was going to do was not give it to his children. And he mentioned this in the the, the VT. And afterwards, Angelica Bell brought that up again and said, so how do your children feel about this? And he said... Well, I think really the truest answer to that is you'd have to ask them, which means, of course, they are furious yeah. about it. They are absolutely devastated. Uh, a, a really nice moment of truth. I'm going to bring just a final handbrake turn of the week. And I don't know whether we... We're not going to vote. This is just a, a suggestion. But the one I liked was on last Thursday's episode where they spoke to Keith Lemon and Paddy McGuinness, of course, about their series. And, and then they went, but now we're having a, we've had a right laugh. We've had a right laugh. And now we're off to a GP surgery in Manchester <laughs> where they're struggling to improve care from their patients. <laughs> from their patients. And that's that, fine. That wasn't, I thought, there yeah. it is. That, for me, that's the, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> this, this is it. That package ended with a homeless man called Kevin spooning meatballs from a Frey Bentos tin into his mouth <laughs> with a fork. I say spooning, it was a fork. I hadn't even got him a spoon. <laughs> into his toothless face. And it cuts back to the glossy studio. Matt goes, thank you to Kevin. Now, the royal wedding. <laughs> oh, no! I've just been trying to pick myself up from there. And without him, I'd, I'd probably be in jail now. Well, thank you to Kevin and all of yeah. those who shared their stories with us there. Now, we are talking all about the royal wedding now, and this is the invitation that everybody wants. We all want an invitation. I was thinking, oh, <laughs> Kevin, 
fucking wants an invitation. Because in the news was that the homeless people are being shipped yeah. out of Windsor oh to accommodate the wedding so they don't look ugly on the streets for the cameras. <laughs> Poor Kevin is eating meatballs out of a tin from a soup a kitchen. I sometimes wonder if the presenters are aware of this or not. I think it's a really hard line to work out whether they, they understand that what they're doing is... is absolutely unacceptable in a, <laughs> in a civilised society. <laughs> Again, their eyes seem to say they do realise. Like, I think, look, look into Matt Baker's soul and he is aware that, you know, he, he, he's balancing the scales like we're doing some good, we're doing some good, mm, we're yeah. highlighting issues, we're highlighting issues, but also we've just put a table tennis bat in someone rushed his hand and asked him to answer quickfire questions about <laughs> chopping boards. It's like, okay. I was I know. was really ready for a handbrake turn. It didn't happen. <laughs> and it followed a big piece they'd done about knife crime and the trauma of how a knife blow affects you, told by a surgeon who dealt with a lot of yes, knife blows. Yeah, yeah, I saw this. And yeah. I knew what was coming up next was that Brian Cox had been sent to a local pub and he had to talk about aliens to a load of drinkers. And I thought, well, this is going to be a beautiful handbrake turn. But what they did was they stuck in an advert for Watchdog Live and it acted <laughs> as oh, a buffer. That's cheating. It is cheating. Yeah. I think the one show has become self-aware. I think they've gone. People are looking at these handbrake turns. Yeah. Let's let's put a buffer here. We've come too safe. late to this. <laughs> <laughs> you're up, but you're up. I saw that, and you're mm. absolutely right. Very dishonest, I thought. Dear podcast connoisseur, it's entirely evident that you know your podcast stuff. Why else are you here? That's why I'm here to recommend SmashPod. What a helpful chap. Now, SmashPod is a podcast celebrating all the Bond films and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. If he's half the genius they say he is, we're in for real trouble. So why not join me as I delve deeply into Bond and Bond-related films, tackling a different film in each episode with an exciting guest by my side. <laughs> I promise... We'll have a lovely time. That's putting it mildly, 007. Oh, shut up, Q. Put your fingers away, for God's sake. I hope you don't snore, Q. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Julia Rayside, and I'd like to invite you aboard my podcast, 
Always There is the only podcast to navigate through every single episode in order of the 1980s seafaring soap opera, Howard's Way. I mean, if we're talking lacquer, we need to go back to Polly, who's got <laughs> 28 cans of Elmer. It was definitely um, yeah. feeling horrible that you hadn't done your homework. Yeah. Obviously, Lynn is immediately in a bikini. It's, it's a freezing day in, I'm guessing, I February. I that swing pool looks f***ing freezing. You don't have to love Howard's Way or even remember it. We're going to talk about it anyway, because I think it's brilliant. Jack still feels very much at sea. I can't help reaching for these puns. I'm so yeah, sorry. No, but it's important. He doesn't really acknowledge how grave... What his... an ocean of trouble. Thank you. It is. This is why we got you on your there bloody grave. You That's all I've got. I'm leaving now. Available from your usual podcast supplier. Find us on Twitter at AlwaysTherePod. Somebody's nicked my bloody boat. <laughs> Matt Baker came out of that with a chummy thing to Brian Cox where he turned to him and he looked very sad and he went... Stephen Hawking, he's a big loss, isn't it? <laughs> and then Brian Cox said, well, of course it is. I mean, he was such a... Brian Cox whispers as well. Very whispery. Yeah. It's a very big, big, sad thing that's happened. But, you know, he's the man of physics. He, he sort of said, I mean, he was just a great communicator of science. And Angelica Bell said... But, you know, some would argue that you are also a great communicator of science because, you know, you've made... Science much more accessible to people, and you are going back on tour. Some would argue <laughs> as if she doesn't believe it. There can be only one. No, no. <laughs> he he had an amazing appearance on the one show because he did do some really hard science. And the things he said, if you just sort of zone in and out, which it's very easy to do with the one show, he began talking about his show where he talks about what it must be like to fall into a black hole. And he was saying, it's the scary, frightening vastness of it all. Um, We are atoms who contemplate atoms. Uh, Falling into a black hole would be like falling into the end of time. (laughs) Angelica (laughs) Bell said, oh, well, you've got me mesmerised. Now... (laughs) Mesmerism is hypnotism, right? It's not cosmology. Entirely wrong. And she really hit the word mesmerised. I want to show what it would be like to fall into a black hole and what you would see as you fall in and what people would see as you vanished over the so-called event horizon. You take 10,000 people with you. (laughs) Well, it's literally falling into the end of time. Well, you've got me mesmerised. I'm mm. sure that you'll fill that arena, no, no problem. But, Nicola, you've got a question for Brian, haven't you? Well, it's not really a question. It's just something that's... Bad. Entirely the wrong word. Entirely the wrong word. Sometimes when people are allowed to just talk, which obviously they are on this, they've got <laughs> space to fill. There was a really nice cutaway after um, they came out of uh, Manic Street Preachers VT where Cary Grant, the singing teacher, went to... It was like um, live novel writing from Wessex. It's like, we're going to go watch them write their album. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is, there's not a lot to see here. Um, they did their best. And then they, and, and I think James Dean Bradville at some point said something about the feel of the song or the album, they, the, the, the particular song they were working on. And it cut back to the studio and Alex Jones and her lovely Welsh lilt was just sort of looking dreamily into space. And she repeated what he said, which was just the two words, melancholic euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> and for a while it just hung there and no one knew what to do with yeah, it. Other, it was beautiful. The other the thing that was great about that little section was it really got across how awful it must be to be in the Manic Street Preachers. It looks like no fun whatsoever. It was it was like when they cut to sort of saying, let's go to the place where they where they have to put down dogs. That was like being in the Manic Street Preachers. There was no difference. It was the clearest indication I've ever seen in any medium about how awful it must be 
to be in a band who have been going for too long. And then they they actually played out in the in the arena. They played out their song. I love how you call it the arena. <laughs> the arena. Like a petrol station. Even when the Manics are there, there was nobody present. They were not even it's one weird, deep. Isn't There's it? There's a shot they did right at the start where it looks straight through to the Costa Coffee or the Cafe Nero, yeah. which is part of Broadcasting House. And there were just two people sitting at a table having a conversation. Trying as, to speak. As, as James Dean Brownfield goes, brang! One of them looks up going... <laughs> I did with you. There were, two, there were two other four court moments this week. The Coda line also. Before, oh, I know. I missed that one. Life. Damn. And the pla- did you see the plastic? Oh, I saw the throwback to it in the episode I watched where they filled the four court with is it yeah. eight point seven tons yeah. of yeah. stuff they picked up off beaches. They opened the next day's show by saying, "Don't worry about it. We've removed it all." <laughs> and they showed footage of men just dragging it and throwing it into a pushing it into a bin lorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the presenters were talking about how it was a really long night and really hard work, like they'd done anything. Yeah. To- they hadn't moved the plastic. No. It was other people. In terms of the forecourt, you know, that bit outside the BBC that, yeah. that what viewers of The One Show, and I really love to know what listening to this is, are familiar with where it's just the bit, when they rebuilt Broadcasting House, you know, and on the floor, if you walk past it, it's, it's representative of all nations, isn't it? They've got this. Oh, all the radio. Yeah, yeah it's all these the radio stations around the world are all built into the paving stones at great expense to the licence pay and all that stuff. But they do just cover it in stuff for The One Show. And this, Always. This plastic one was quite spectacular. I was I was having a coffee in the Costa the morning of that one show right oh. for a meeting and I they were setting it up and I was thinking what I thought have travellers been here I don't what, <laughs> what? Some, is this fly tipping I don't know what's happening it's like someone had fly tipped <laughs> this is great because we want to get a conversation going <laughs> And they were now, but having then watched it, I realised what they were doing. They were trying to create this sort of arty backdrop. I don't think, why are they gluing plastic to scaffold? <laughs> I saw a little clip of it of them sitting interviewing people amongst all the plastic, yeah. and it looked like the most horrible set I've ever seen in my life. It was absolutely stomach churning. It's like that bit in Labyrinth where she goes to the rubbish tip, <laughs> but they but they make her bedroom in the middle of the rubbish tip, so it looks a bit like the studio. Like but I mean that that plastics one was obviously a big issue-led episode. Yeah, and I would not watch it if you paid me I did watch it for not being paid as well and uh, it was excruciatingly dull now I love Chris Packham don't get me wrong I'm a big fan of Chris Packham and I enjoyed that it was an issue based one and they said we're sitting in the plastic like the bedroom (laughs) all the the cuddly toys yeah and then they went and so we've uh, you know we've got got plastic experts because we're following up on this whole plastic thing plastic experts so we've got Chris Packham Sarah Seagull someone Seagull uh, which you go Seagull plastic funny you've done that deliberately Oh, oh, it's, um, it's Lucy Siegel Thank environment. You. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Carter. Open. She's called. Carter open. <laughs> um, and then there's and then we go and we got Michael Gove, the environment secretary in the Westminster. And you're going. He's the one who said we were over experts, and now he's there. Uh, as, yeah. Um, as a plastic, he's got a plasticky face. I suppose. <laughs> Fair enough. And then he said, "I was born by the sea," oh. and I thought that's why oh. you look like a sort of melted fish man. <laughs> <laughs> you're a product of. Of toxic waste. <laughs> I am a toxic man. Who's crawled out of the sea. <laughs> um, Julia Rexer, what would you like to see happening? This is a question we're going to be asking each week. Yeah. Right. I'm going to call it, it's a kind of fantasy segment, I suppose. Let's call it fantasy feature. What would you like Matt Baker or Alex Jones or any of the stand-ins 
to be doing on the forecourt? What would you like to see if it was up to you? Now that they've, you know, lost TV Centre, um, this is apparently the, this is the new... You know when they used to do, like, record breakers around the Statue of Ariel in TV Centre? It was, like, an iconic thing. I, I would like to see them do the tap dancing record again. <laughs> just, you know, just for nostalgia's sake. Not, not for lols. I just want to see them do it again. Well, That's it. You know what? That, and then maybe if, try and invoke the spirit of Roy Castle. If they are listening to somehow. this... Somehow. That's probably not... I mean, what, sort of someone smoking themselves to death through passive smoking no! on the forecourt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going for a very simple Matt Baker burned in a big wicker pudsy. Oh. <laughs> Whoever's fault this whole thing is, it's not the presenter. I'm just going <laughs> to no, put it that certainly out isn't. It's certainly <laughs> isn't. No, he works very hard. They he both is, do, I think. They is... make it look easier than it actually probably is. Oh, they is. all do. It's a, it's a really, I mean, we're being facetious, that's all. <laughs> but it's a very hard show to do. The amount of live television yeah. per week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, you know, somebody shouting in your ear about changes and things and her things fallen and the netball person's broken their face and all this of course it's hard I mean it's, it's really, really really difficult and because they have a lot of standing presenters it's really obvious that it's hard because some presenters come in and they just can't do it and they and they just get caught in the headlights one too many times and you think we won't be seeing you again because yeah, yeah. it is it's bloody hard Josh. there was an amazing thing that happened the day after that so Alex Jones and uh, Adil Ray they opened the show and they had this thing which I've never seen before where they open it with three gags don't know if you've three? seen that oh no before. I did see that mm. is this oh, Adil's comedy influence coming it, it was not great so it opens <laughs> they, they say you know it's Friday the 13th it's not been lucky for some uh, here's a picture of a chap who got locked in a public toilet overnight and they said uh, he's out now but he's a bit flushed and that got a huge. Oh, a they huge nearly killed themselves life. laughing. They the, have the never mob. heard jokes before, and that yeah. was the best joke they've ever heard. Were they wow. doing it because it was Friday? Is that like a? It's Friday. Bring your games in. I think so. I think yeah. so. And, and then Adil Ray had one where he had to talk about a tortoise that had been Pippa found the lucky tortoise after yeah, Pippa the tortoise. <laughs> Give her a name. Who'd been found <laughs> after nine months going missing in Nottinghamshire. <laughs> to Pippa, the lucky tortoise, who was found by a dog walker nine months after disappearing from her home in Nottinghamshire. She's now grounded. She's now been grounded. That was it. Now, what? It doesn't make sense. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. But they don't... No, I know, I know, John, I know. But the tortoise... Shell-shocked? Don't come here with jokes. (laughs) (laughs) The tortoise was grounded. (laughs) Adil Ray is adamant that this tortoise was grounded, right? If you don't, if you don't see the joke in that, there's something wrong with you. I, I don't think Adil Ray wrote that joke. I'm going to guess I, he didn't I, write that joke. I, I, would, yeah. I would say that is not a joke. Well, <laughs> it's also not a joke. It's more of a haiku. Or... And then they finish the third one, rule of three, of course. You always have to have three. Hello to Milka Man Christopher Catteringham, who has just retired after 60 years delivering pints in Wisbeach, during which he's had less than two weeks off work. Now, enjoy your lie-in on Monday, Christopher. It's lovely. It's like a works <laughs> notice board. There was one week joke to start with. There was a thing about a tortoise being grounded, which doesn't work. And the third one was going, well done to a milkman. <laughs> this is on, let's not forget, national television in a first world country. <laughs> this is why we love it. And because yeah. it's, it's like televisual wallpaper. You just walk in, you glance at it, and you go, okay, it's fine. And then you might, like we mentioned at the beginning, a car crash and you get a little bit slow, you slow down on your walk through the lounge, but in a good way. I mean, but, there's so much going on. It, it does move so fast. Is that why we talk? Because I don't, does anyone watch it? Do they? I don't do think it? anyone sits down and watches it every day unless they literally can't get out of their chair. No, I think there, there are moments of real comfort. 
like real sort of it's quite old-fashioned it's kind of blue peter but not as well researched or scripted um because obviously they've got to pack in you know, five episodes a week is too much for anything mm. um but there is no there are moments of genuine comfort i think and that's that's why it's there it's sort of like the nation's parent yeah you're right and i it's a, ba- it's a babysitter or teacher yeah yeah but for, yeah. But for adults <laughs> yeah yeah because we're all feeling slightly overwhelmed by it's, the world it's a bit it's like a, a babysitter who a little cuddle. is also a teacher from your school <laughs> so you don't quite relax when they're there <laughs> that's a really good way of putting but it. you you sort of go are they familiar but this is not comfortable now when researching this podcast and a lot of podcasts talk about and i'm thinking of the walking dead here and a lot of the spin-off discussion programs discuss the way in which cast members die Mm. now nobody in the one show has died but if they were to (laughs) we don't wish this on them obviously no No. but if they were to (laughs) my question is how would you like to see them go? You can pick any okay. member of the one show. It could be the forefront presenting team. It could be the package presenters. There's a long list. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the times, they Giles Brandeth will go to a factory to watch something be built. Mm. Right. So think of it like the disused factory in Hostel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which well, one show said... cast member would you like to see killed in See, now I've, sli- I've slightly gone script because you said it could also be a guest. It could also be a guest. And right, I, you made this very easy for me because I watched the episode that had the people from MasterChef in it. Um, <laughs> so um, in my in my fantasy scenario that I don't wish upon him, genuinely, no, just, clear. you know, if I have to conjure this. You do have um, to, yeah. Failed restaurateur and greengrocer Greg Wallace <laughs> either chokes on a mini burrito that was made for him by the chef who made the tiny tiny food. Which was real, by the way. <laughs> Apart from him choking to death, entirely real. <laughs> or, or if we're going one show and maybe taking it out to the forecourt, which could be more of a set piece, yeah. I think he, maybe he could be crushed under Britain's biggest omelette. <laughs> and we're going to end the show. <laughs> it's, it's worth saying, a man came on and he, he cooked tiny food in a a frying pan that was the size of your fingernail <laughs> over a tea light which had been made to look like a cooker. It was incredible. Now, you'll be, you'll be surprised by this, but this man, he's based in London. He's got yeah. a tiny cooking school. <laughs> yeah. A tiny yeah. cooking... In a shoebox. <laughs> he brought over some tiny burritos which were half the size of a child's fingernail on their little <laughs> finger. And he gave one to Greg Wallace and Greg Wallace ate it and he said, so what did you think? And Greg Wallace said... <laughs> Ah, the burrito could have been a bit thinner. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I also point out this item which Alex Jones introduced was the moment the moment of self knowledge, the kind of looking into the void seeing time moment. <laughs> Alex Jones just after announcing what they were about to talk about said, What well, everyone would be shouting at the telly now is why? <laughs> yeah. They also had a section where they cut as if this man's evening hadn't gone badly enough. He's cooked his miniature food. Alex Jones has said, why? Uh, Greg, uh, Greg Egg and John Toilet have said, I, I don't like it, mate. It's not very good. Then they cut to Greg James, who was advertising oh, his yes. show, which was following. And he also had one of these tiny half-child's fingernail-sized burritos, which he put in his mouth and chewed for about a minute, unable to choke it down. It was... A, nobody was reacting to the size the food actually was. It was as if they'd been given the biggest burrito ever. The metaphor we have ended with, though, I love the idea of something that you chew around but can't choke down is a sort of beautiful... It's ephemeral, but inedible. And that, my friends, is The One Show. Any other business? Because you've watched it. Is there anything we haven't covered that you want to mention? This isn't any other business what, of the podcast. What, what did you learn? Is there anything that you learned that you didn't know before from this week's One Show? No. 
No, wait. Yes, Brian Cox can't hit a netball hoop if it's in front of him. He's tall. He's tall. Nicola Walker was on the same program. The actress. She's not. She's like big as a short person. You know, I. She. She nailed it with the netball demonstration with the Commonwealth netball team. Right. Brian Cox came on. He's like all smug and tall, going, "Yeah, I'll do that." Missed it entirely. Brilliant. So I learned that he can't do that. The other thing I liked about we mentioned this earlier, so I'm just going to throw this in now at the end is that Nicola Walker, and, and we were talked about, Julia, how they, they throw to a guest to try and back-ref the package they've just seen, even yeah. though they know nothing about it. They try and drag them into it with no knowledge and or she interest. got she had an anecdote about Toys R Us. She was like, oh, I've got my kid. I, yeah, I know about Toys R Us. We took my kids to Toys R Us. And then they came off the back of the one you mentioned about knife crime. Mm. And they basically just said to her, so, uh, oh Nicola, um, do you know anyone's a victim of knife crime? <laughs> <laughs> so, have you ever been stabbed? Oh well, I learned that Davina McCall. They said to her, based on the ITV show she's doing, "What are you going to do over the next year? What's oh, yeah. thing you want to achieve?" And she said, "I will qualify as a personal trainer." Who? Who can afford to get Davina McCall to be your personal trainer? She, I mean, it's not going to be like six fifty an hour. Nah. Oh, it's a hundred grand. I, I need to ask a question before you go because I, I, I need an answer. This it's been keeping me awake at night. But when they throw out to the viewers and say, send us in pictures of blah, 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 whatever you've been doing this week, usually on a theme. They, right at the end, if they've got time, they uh, have their guests holding up pictures of what the viewers have sent in. So they get they get emailed pictures, right? And then they print them out and then they put them in frames, they glue them into frames, <laughs> like finish them off nicely so the backs are all neat. And then they give, why don't they just put them on screen, like scan them? <laughs> Put them on screen. Why are they? Why are they printing them out? I just need someone to tell me why. When they, I'll tell you why. Why? Because they give them to the guests. Yeah. Did you see when I saw this? When Paddy McGuinness and Keith Lemon had them. What well, did um, they eat? The pictures used to be wacky. Funny. But all the, all the details they need are written on the back okay. of the pictures. So gotcha. they, that's what they go. Oh, Lucy, who's seven? From the, the one I saw was where they were experimenting that would make with slime. Sense. And they go, and so here's the and it's written on the back, so they hold it up to the camera and they can read what's going on. Otherwise, they've got a medal with an autocue, which all the cast are looking yeah. at, they present. And they go, so I don't know that that's the reason. See, I, I, I can rest. I I'll, I'll take yeah. that. We think no, it's all it. thrown together. There's actually method mm. to their madness. Yeah. 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 I should mention as well, before I forget, they did an interview with Enoch Powell's neighbour, and he said that when Enoch Powell used to go away, the man would look after Enoch Powell's hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> Enoch Powell had hamsters. If nothing else, the one show deserves to stay on forever because they let you know that Enoch Powell had a hamster. And you know, you've summed it up, that is what the one show is for. I should imagine it was white. And that's what we're for. It's an albino hamster. And that is what we are for. And that's why we're discussing it. Listen, thank you very much indeed. This has been pointless, but then so is that. I, honestly, I'll be pretty honest. You know, the first this is the first one we've done, and I was I'm worried about this. I still mm. am, right? I'm going. Why? What is this for? All of the podcasts are worth it. Your Howard's Way one, right? There's a cult following for that. <laughs> yeah, totally. People will like be so into that, Julia, and and go, and you know, and there's fans of this, and they'll download a thing about it. No one likes the one show, <laughs> but that was my point for doing it. It's like I'm picking the opposite of what everyone else would do. What and see. If we can just get something out of it. It's like making meth. 
Like, <laughs> I'm saying there's, ing- there's bits of it, and it's it's horribly addictive. And we've created something here that might kill people. What's hilarious is your, your podcast is essentially the podcast equivalent of the one show. You didn't know you were that interested in it. But do you know what? You know, the least you can say is that half an hour has passed. Yes. Time has passed. You're somewhere else now from the beginning. You might have taken nothing from it, but it's not hurt you. I think you might have created a black hole. I think you're And right. there it is. Uh, so uh, thank you for listening. And do send in your pictures of you watching the one show. Got an email, I think. Or a- yes, we do. I believe it's the the one show show. The the, the one show show. The, or the, the the one show show. We're going like. to have to do it as a clean edit here because we're just saying all those words again and again and again. Don't I mean don't edit this, but say it again. <laughs> it's the the one show show at outlook.com. There we go. Please do send in your pictures and comments about the one show because we need uh, upwards of two people might listen to this first day and we, we will read out whatever you send in, frankly, because we're desperate now. And also on Twitter, it's at the one show show. Because of the way Twitter, Twitter won't let you have as many. Oh, yeah. So we'll see you next time. Melancholic euphoria. GreatBigOwl.com Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.